is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. When God tells you to say something, say it. Because when you say it, it means he's about to do it. And the time that God's going to call on you to make a bold step and say something, you're not going to fear a thing. You're going to say exactly what God said and let the chips fall where they may. You'll be surprised how the power of God will take off when you stand up for righteousness and justice. You are running this earth and you're running it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, who does vengeance belong to? God. Who's going to recompense? God. Are you going to recompense? He says, I, the Lord, love judgment and hate robbery. What does he mean, hate robbery? He hates you stealing something. And how can you steal it? You can steal it by getting it without God. It's not up to you to transfer it. It's up to God to transfer it. You got to do it in the spirit, not in the flesh. They that led by the spirit of God, come on, these are the sons of God. Your understanding vengeance significantly alters your behavior and your thinking process. If you understand it, if you know they can't touch you, if you know that the Holy Ghost, now listen, the Holy Ghost is here. Now, where is God? Yeah, he's everywhere. God don't have to go nowhere to be everywhere. He is everywhere. Now, as God is everywhere, notice what's happening. He's with you. He said, I'll never leave you what? Or forsake you. The Holy Spirit. And his job is to execute vengeance on behalf of any of God's people and nothing shall escape him. So when he said a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, it shall not come now you. When he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When he said, you are the apple of my eye. I'm saying anything that tries to touch you, the Holy Ghost will shield it. You'll have an angel right there working to make sure that you are now uh, uh, exempt from accidents. Come on now. No more accidents in your life. Why can't you see what I'm saying? I'm saying, now, understand. People say, well, where can you find that in the Bible? Just go to Moses. That remember we said that the scripture is, it's, 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 it's thematic. It, it tells about the mind and the flow of God. It tells about what's true in one place is true in another because God never changes. Well, he called Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go down there and set Israel free. Well, Moses, of course, he didn't want to go. What did Moses do before? He went down there. He saw Hebrew being beaten by an Egyptian. An Egyptian was beating him as a slave. And something rose up inside of him. And he slayed the Egyptian. Well, when he killed the Egyptian, what is that? That's revenge. See, he didn't call you to get revenge. Lord have mercy. Go over to Hebrews. Go over to Hebrews chapter 10, please. And then go to Psalm chapter 8. I'm going to show you that you're going to get your stuff. And you're going to get all of it that's, that's it. And the times that God's going to call on you to make a bold step and say something, you're not going to fear a thing. You're going to say exactly what God said and let the chips fall where they may. Does this make sense here? Now, this is different from one of them wimp, watered down sermons 
that we might have heard when I was growing up. Are you following what I'm saying? This got some teeth in it. This is saying the church is not something that just meets on on Sunday, but on Sunday they get refueled for Monday. Come on, you can walk up in any place. Walk up in a, it don't make no difference where it is. Walk up in there. I mean, if the the Lord directs you to do it. You can walk up in there. Who up in here need to be saved? What, What up up in here? What's going on in here? Come on now. You don't have to fear anywhere. Going in any place. Going, you don't know where. You don't fear any man. Nothing, nothing. Lord have mercy. When this anointing is on you, everything that Satan has bows down to you. Everything that he has. Like they bowed down to Joseph. Like he bowed down to Jesus. It's going to bow down to you too. Now I got to tell you all of this because I don't want you to be fearful anymore. When God tells you to say something, say it. Because when you say it, it means he's about to do it. He has chosen you for this hour. Didn't he tell Esther? Mordecai told us, Esther girl, go up there and see the king for us because a bad law is on the books. And that law says to kill all the Jews. Go see the king. Esther said, I can't go up there. I ain't been invited up there. He said, well, wait a minute. Here's the deal. Esther... You better go up there because if you don't go up there, God's going to get somebody else. And you have been chosen for such a time as this. Are you following what I'm saying? So what did he do? Esther put on her royal apparel. She fasted for how many days? Three days. And sometimes you got to fast because you got to get rid of the flesh of unbelief. And you got to get, turn that plate over for a minute and just get along with God and let that anointing be able to pour out on you. And then Esther jumped up and she went up there, put on a royal clothes and went into the throne room unannounced. Next thing you know, the king pointed his scepter out and said, Esther, girl, what do you want? I'll give it to you up the half of my kingdom. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised how the power of God will take off when you stand up for righteousness and justice, especially when people have been treated wrong and so forth and so Say amen to that. You see, you're going up against a system that all of them have had to bow down to because that's the only system they had. But now you're bringing in a brand new system. You're bringing in a system where God is the judge. Say amen to this. Look at Hebrews 10, verse 30. For we know him that has said, vengeance belongeth to who? Me. Me. Who is me? God. God. And I will what? Saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall do what? He shall judge his people. Now, who does vengeance belong to? God. Who's going to recompense? God. Are you going to recompense? Over in Psalm 61, he says, I, the Lord, love judgment and hate robbery. What does he mean, hate robbery? He hates you stealing something. And how can you steal it? You can steal it by getting it without God. It's not up to you to transfer it. It's up to God to transfer it. You can't put no gun to nobody's head and say, you owe me that anyway. You give me my money. So forth. No, no. You got to do it in the spirit, not in the flesh. They that led by the spirit of God, come on. These are the sons of God. 
Now God has kept records of everything that's been done to you. And the devil's got to transfer. The devil's got to give it up because it belongs. Say amen there. It belongs to you folks. Are you with me? But it says vengeance belongeth to me and I will recompense. Now, now I can love folk. I can love them while I'm receiving. I can just, I can just love them, praise the Lord. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't have to hate no more. I don't have to do that. Now, I got a higher system, so I don't need to wait on their court system to adjudicate the matter. Put it up there, please. Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 22. For the Lord is our who? Whose judge is he? Ours. The Lord is our who? The Lord is our who? King. What will he do to us? You look up in the scripture, it said he'll give us victory. So he'll give you victory in every situation that the courtroom in the earth didn't give you victory from. See, he's not relying on the people of the earth because they're under the system of Babylon. He's not relying on them. What he's saying, getting you to get to switch system. Don't rely on that system at all. You don't need a battery of lawyer. What you need is me because I will make it so they can't sleep at night until they give you your money. Do you follow what I'm saying? Come on over there to Psalm chapter 8, please. Psalm chapter 8. I'm telling you, you are running this earth and you're running it under the lordship of the Jesus Christ. He is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And we're we running this thing here. And nothing's supposed to exist in this earth without our permission. Now what you got is you got some weak folks and so forth who don't want to hear a strong message and what you got to do is let them go. You got to let them go because all they want to do is just moan and groan and talk about how bad it is and how the man is mistreating them. You need to get that garbage out of your ear and understand that you got a God that won't, he, he can, he can wake a man, he can make a man run when ain't nobody chasing him. I'm telling you, that's the God that you've got. And it's all in that book right there. You don't need to get mad at anybody. You don't need to get, 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 are you following what I'm saying? Now I'm giving you all of this because no longer are you subject to attacks, uh, subject to molestation, subject, and not only you, no longer are your kids subject to it. I'm saying you come into this, the same anointing and protection that comes on you is coming on your family, is coming on your business, is coming on your ministry, is coming on the works of your hands. You don't need to worry about anything anymore in your life. You say, I got the anointing of the latter days of of vengeance and recompense on my life. And nothing's going to hurt me. Nothing's going to hurt you, daughter. Nothing's going to hurt you, son. I'm telling you, nothing can hurt you, can't touch you, can't molest you, can't harass you, can't even talk dirty to you. You got to say is you shouldn't have done that. Now I want you to get 
this in your system. Because I remember one of the nations we went to and they got them because they spanked their kids and the law, the, the officials arrested them. And they arrested them because spanking of children is not allowed in that country. They made a law. That is an unjust law because you know the scripture said that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. I'm not saying beat them to death. I said spank them. That's why this thing is back there. That's why you can sit on it so long and you can sit there and sit there. It don't hurt the thing. Say amen to that. Yeah, arrest them. And then interrogated them. And then he was pregnant and so interrogated him, interrogated his wife, and then brought the kids in, started interrogating them. But he remembered what I preached. And something rose up in him. And this is what he said. I'm not telling you another thing. They said, do you know who you're talking to? He said, I know who I'm talking to, and I'm not telling you another thing. He said, they went out of the room, came back in the room, and said, you're released to go. Just like that. Why? Because the terror of the Lord, I'm telling you, man, God will terrorize a terrorist. Man, this thing is powerful. You get a hold of this, you know, y'all with me? You go, go to Genesis one more time. Where do I have you now? Psalm chapter 8. Just hold something in Psalm chapter 8. Go to Genesis 20 one more time. I just want to show you this. This is good stuff. I want to get it in you. I want to get it in you so deep that you don't have any problem standing up when God tells you to stand up. Say amen to that. Because it's some unjust systems. And before Jesus comes back, we're going to have to do something about what's in this earth. We're going to have to bring everything that's out from under the government of God back in line with the government of God. Say amen to that. And it's going to start with your mouth. I'm going to tell you that right now. Y'all, some of y'all don't want to even say your prayer. You know you bless your food in public. You try to wait till everybody's not looking to just bless your food right quick. Hey, uh-uh, no, stand up and say, hey, anybody need prayer? I'm about to bless the food. Uh, praise God. I'm saying you're going to get some courage. You watch and see. Because you keep messing around with BW, you're going to have some courage. I said, you're going to have some courage. That's one thing you're going to have. You may not be right all the time, but you're going to have some courage. Where did I tell you to turn now? Where, where? Genesis 20. Now look at this. This is a powerful king. This man's name was, what's his name? Uh, Abimelech. Here's Abraham. He goes down there with his wife and said, hey, tell him you're my sister. And she said, okay, I'll tell him that and tell him you're my brother. Okay, they agreed to that. Well, what did they do? They go in there and he told him that. And king took Sarah in his harem there. In verse 3, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. And he said to him, you're but a dead man. The woman that you've taken, that's another man's wife. You got somebody else's kinfolk. You got somebody else's wife out here. You... You better get her out of here. You better dead man. I'm talking about a heathen. This was a heathen. He didn't know nothing about God. But look what happened. God spoke to him in a dream. I said, they may not know God, but God can speak to him in a dream. I'm 
saying you're coming into a time now that God's got to use you. And he's got to use you because the darkness is getting so dark until people need some to be rescued. They need, they need some hope again. Say amen to that. Let me tell you what's happening. Can I tell you what's happening? Remember I talked on the subconscious mind? If the subconscious mind has been programmed a certain way, like Moses, he could give them the truth, but they'll still hate him for it. They'll hate him for it. They hate him. They hate the day that he ever led them. They said, let's make another leader. Let's kill this one and make another one. They couldn't do anything with him, but are you following what I'm saying? I'm saying what you need to do is just let me pump that word in you. Watch this until the demon leaves. Until he goes, let me pump that word in you until he goes somewhere else. Now I'm saying there are a lot of people about to come into churches. The judges about to come into churches. Medical doctors about to come. Come on now. Because they're going to need God in their lives. And God has called them in every industry. School teachers, professors, and everything. Watch and see. They're going to be getting saved. And they're going to be getting God in them and so forth. And taking God back out to their places and fears of influence. Say amen to that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 30. God is not just fixing or fixated on paying humans back solely in the financial area. God is not fixated on paying humans back solely in the financial area. Are you with me? All right, now what do I mean by that? That in recompense, that he said in Psalm 105 and verse 37, he brought them forth also with what? Silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Notice, he restored their health. Got it? So you can even look for a restoration of your health in the same anointing here. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, when God does pay people back from the financial realm, he understands that some people will squander what he gives them. So he knows that. So he has a different way of being able to bring recompense to them. And it could be through knowledge or wisdom or skill or discipline or love or relationships or health or whatever have you. And through that, they'll move on into some other things. Now, why am I saying this? Over here in Jacob, verse 37, and Jacob took him rods of green poplar and peeled white streaks in them and made white appear which was in the rods. And he set rods which he had pulled, appealed, pardon me, before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink. 
that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ring streaks, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring streak and all the brown in the flocks of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not into Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutter, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so that the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger were whose? Jacob's. And the man increased, what? Exceedingly. And had much, what? Cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and asses. Verse 1 of chapter 34. And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. And of that which was our father's, has he gotten what? All this glory or wealth. Okay? Now, how did God, now understand, look at verse 7. Your father has deceived me and changed my wages how many times? Ten times. But God suffered him not to do what? Not to hurt me. Now let me ask you a question. How did God get Jacob his recompense? He gave him wisdom. Got it? So notice he gave him wisdom and through wisdom he transferred it. I want you to see this. Because God has a way of giving it to you where maybe he can't just give it to you financially because if he gives it to you financially, you, 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 you ain't disciplined yet. So he's got to get you some discipline worked up first so that he can get it to you, but he can give it to you any way he wants to give it to you. So could you imagine what happened to him? He went to sleep one night and God dropped this in him. And the next morning he woke up peeling rods. I'm saying you can go to sleep tonight and God can drop an anointing of wisdom on you for creative ideas. And you can wake up the next morning and have ideas that outrun your counterparts and then work those ideas and the money will transfer into you. Isn't that wonderful? What other ways does he have? You go back and you look at Israel. They went and asked for the gold. What did God work there? Favor. Say favor. Favor. I'm just saying, look at the various ways that God can work and get it to come into your life. But you will get the recompense. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that. Now, again, that's called manifesting divine provision. Now, remember, there is a payback that comes to God's people that not only do we just get released from a sickness or, or some kind of bondage or something, but there's a payback 
or damages have to be paid for what was done. And remember now, the thief is the enemy, <laughs> the devil. He's behind it all. Now, sometimes he uses people. We know that. But the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will recompense. You see, it's not up to us, up to, us to go out and grab something from somebody. That's robbery. What we got to do is we got to go through the court of God. And as God does, he'll deliver us. And not only that, he has kept records of what's been done to us. And when he pays us back, it'll be done in different ways. Sometimes through knowledge or in Jacob and Laban's case, remember what he did? He gave Jacob a, a vision or wisdom as to how to make those livestock multiply. And as a result of that, everything that was stolen from him, he got back. <laughs> so some people just can't handle a lot of money, but they can handle a new idea. Praise God. So there's so much more in this particular teaching. And it's filled with revelation of how you can receive the recompense of God in your life. So nothing can stop you from receiving it now because that's part of the justice system of God. God promised it and he will deliver it. Praise God. Well, I invite you also to go to our website. It's www.billwinston.org for other tools to build your spiritual growth. You're going to get strong in the Lord. Send me your testimonies too. Let me hear from you how good God is. Glory to God. Well, that's all we have at this time. This is Bill Winston saying we'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. When God tells you to say something, say it. Because when you say it, it means he's about to do it. And the times that God's going to call on you to make a bold step and say something, you're not going to fear a thing. You're going to say exactly what God said and let the chips fall where they may. You are running this earth and you're running it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Gain insight on your entitlement of God's recompense for your life in Pastor Bill Winston's teaching titled, Manifesting Divine Provision. To order on CD or DVD, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. We're advancing the kingdom at the 2011 Ministers and Missions Conference, March 23rd through the 25th. Speakers include Dr. William S. Winston. You're coming into a time now that God's got to use you. Darkness is getting so dark, people need to be rescued. Pastor Bob Yandian. Jesus didn't say that my mandate is to do the work of him that sent me. He said my mandate is to finish his work. Dr. Patricia Bailey-Jones. Everything that is needed to develop nations is coming from the church. Pastor Terry Nance. There's a spirit of faith that's on the inside of us. And let's do it because it's all about the harvest. Personal trainer and life coach Ron Kardashian. We're going to bring you up to a new level and we're going to prepare you all to be fit for the job in the best shape of your life. And musical guest Paul Wilburn. Workshops at this year's Ministers and Missions will cover how to use social media to engage members, partners, and the younger generation online. Running with your pastor's vision. And for those ministries that are just starting out, special boot camp sessions will be offered. Sessions include how to start a prayer ministry in your church, establishing a television and audio ministry, how to set up a finance department. This year's Ministers and Missions Conference will also include a special pastor's roundtable taught personally by Dr. Bill Winston. 
To register, call 1-866-816-4653 or register online at www.ministersandmissions.com. The 2011 Ministers and Missions Conference. We're advancing the kingdom. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to take the uncompromised Word of God to the whole world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independently and have dominion to reign over this world system. Connect with us online at BillWinston.org. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.